And good morning to everyone in Southeast Louisiana. It is Casey Gisclair here on Play by Play. We have a Thursday show coming your way. Only going to be an hour on the air today, and I'll tell you why. It's good news. It's good news. We're only going to be an hour on the air today because at 12.30, I am going out to South Lafouche High School. There's going to be a scholarship signing today for one Miss Savannah Dominique. So congratulations to Savannah. Usually, on days like that, we would try to make arrangements or plans to broadcast from the school, whatever it may be. Our remote equipment was occupied today. Mr. Ken was out at the Senior Sources event hosted by Christine Russell's office over at the LaRose Civic Center. So uh, instead of, you know, shuffling around and trying to hustle the equipment off of him and then running the South Lafouche in a rush, and we're going to just do one half hour less today of play-by-play, and we will make it work. Um Throughout the course of the show, we've got Darian Jenkins, South Lafouche girls basketball coach, who will be joining us in about 10 minutes. We're going to be talking with her about her team and also about the big day, which 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 is, uh, you know, Savannah signing her letter of intent to go play college basketball. Then at noon, we've got Shane Trosclair of Thibodeau High School. We will be asking Coach Shane about everything going on in his offseason. A lot happening over at Thibodeau. Busy time for them. Busy summer for them. Then at 12.15, I'll get you some betting picks. We'll go over some headlines and everything of this sort. And then we're out. It's going to be a show that's going to breeze by today. By the way, Savannah Dominique is signing a national letter of intent to play at Carl Sandburg College in Galesburg, Illinois. That'll be over on campus at 1 o'clock today. So congratulations to Savannah. Now, today's Thursday. So that means today's our Rushmore Thursday. <laughs> uh, we've got to get... Uh, our next school lined up and I will tell you who those folks are going to be for Central Lafouche High School. Central Lafouche High School, our neighbors to the north out in Matthews. This was a fun one to research, a fun one to dig into. And I'll tell you the Mount Rushmore for Central Lafouche High School. I think there are two Dead red, no-brainers. And then there's a third from doing my research that I think actually became a no-brainer when you kind of researched it. I didn't realize that this person was as gifted as they were. Hell, I'll spoil it for you all. Um, uh, a guy that, that should be in the Bayou Region Athletic Hall of Fame and, and you know should be nominated in the future and put into that thing, but he's a very gifted and accomplished athlete that I didn't realize was a central Lafouche guy until doing some research, but, you know, ended up figuring out, Hey man, that what, what a wonderful player. Um, but anyway, we dive in and I think the first one is a given, right? It's going to be Tommy Hodson of central Lafouche, um, guy who was outstanding in his time at the high school ranks. And then certainly, parlayed that high school success into a career in the NFL, played in the NFL for the Patriots, the Dolphins, the Cowboys, and then finished out with the Saints. Hodson was arguably the most decorated LSU quarterback besides Joe Burrow that there's ever been. He's the SEC freshman of the year, four-time All-SEC selection. Started since his freshman year out in Baton Rouge. Had great success as a freshman, 19 touchdowns, eight interceptions. As a sophomore, 15 touchdowns, 9 interceptions. As a junior, maybe his worst collegiate year, 13 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. But finished strong as a senior, 22 touchdowns and 12 interceptions. And parlaying that into the NFL. Over at Central Lafouche, Hodson was a beast. A beast at everything that he did. He threw for 
4,361 yards and 36 touchdowns in his high school career and was a force in basketball as well, averaging, get this, 27.4 points per game for the Central Lafouche Trojans. So a wonderful, wonderful job uh, there at Central Lafouche. And then he parlayed that into success at the next level and then even at the highest level playing NFL throughout the 90s. So Tommy Hodson is the first guy that goes on the uh, the wall, or listen to me, wall of fame, on the Mount Rushmore for Central Lafouche. And I think it's much, much deserved the success that he has accomplished in his career. Next is the other guy that I think is a no-brainer here when you're dealing with Central Lafouche. Larry Wilson. You know, Larry Wilson's got to go on the Mount Rushmore. Larry Wilson would be one of the nominees to be on the Mount Rushmore of our area, period. Six foot, five inch forward, 200 pounds. Larry Wilson averaged 30 points per game in his final two seasons at Central Lafouche, was the state MVP in 1975 during his senior season, had scholarship offers to go play for everybody around the country. Wilson initially was committed to play for the LSU Tigers, but then changed his mind at the last minute and wanted to stay closer to home, ended up at Nichols State University, which is probably the most high-profile recruit that Nichols has ever gotten, maybe in any sport. Larry Wilson was a dominant force at Nichols. Four consecutive seasons, he led the team in scoring, was named the Conference Player of the Year twice. He ranks first in school history in total points, fourth in total rebounds, arguably the the single best player in the history of that athletic program out there for basketball. Larry Wilson was a force. He ends up going off to the NBA in 1979, drafted by the Atlanta Hawks in the second round, 38th overall pick. Um... Wilson had a poor ending to his career, a very poor ending to his career, kind of a tragic ending to his career. During a practice uh, with the Hawks, he slipped on a wet spot on the court and kind of tore up his knee. And because of that, he was never able to actually play a professional basketball game, had to return home, and all that potential and all those what-if questions because he's a guy that a lot of folks believe could have played at the highest level and never fully got the opportunity but Larry Wilson is the second guy on the Mount Rushmore for Central Lafouche because what a player I never had a chance to see him play he's he's past my time or before my time but everybody who has just says my goodness gracious just an absolute animal and a monster on the field all right next one up is a guy that I didn't even really understand you know I I know a lot about our athletic history this one slipped by me we're going Jamie Lawson Central Lafouche High School he was a two-time all-state recipient of fullback 5'11 240 two-time all-state fullback went on to Nichols State University and was dynamite multi-time all-conference player and then he parlayed that Nichols career into a career in the NFL Lawson was a fifth-round draft pick, 117th overall pick of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and he played two years professionally, one season for the Bucs, then another season for the New England Patriots. So you got Jamie Lawson, a local guy here, who played two seasons in the NFL. I don't even think folks realize and understand you know, what his career was. I think that this is a guy that a lot of folks locally maybe wouldn't even have understood was from this area. But 5'10", 240, fullback. He is now 56 years old. 
And he was a Central Lafouche Trojan, had a great high school career out there in Matthews, and parlayed that into a great college career and then had a little cup of coffee in the NFL. So kudos to Jamie Lawson. He gets the next spot on the Central Lafouche Mount Rushmore. Now, remember, we're, we're cheating here, right? We're giving five out for each school, okay? I, You know, it's supposed to be four. We're giving out five. The next two are going to be to track and field athletes at the school, and it's going to be to a pair of jumpers. The first one is to my colleague at the at the Lafouche Gazette, Abby Lazard. Abby was a multi-time state champion at Central Lafouche. Long jump, triple jump, and then, heck, she was a very good sprinter. She also did high jump and whatever it may be. Um, won state championships, had multiple collegiate athletic scholarship offers, ended up choosing to go to Kennesaw. Abby was amazing. Abby has a raw athletic ability. She could roll out of bed right now and go and sprint and jump. And like she just has that rare athletic talent that you can't teach. She cannot do it for two, three weeks, two, three months, two, three years, roll out of bed, and it's like riding a bike. You give her three jumps at it, she'll end up doing something crazy and wowing herself. And you know, she was a championship jumper, won state championships, and did an excellent job. That's the first one. The second one to round out the Mount Rushmore is going to go to the new jumper at Central Lafouche, Keona Gabriel, who's same situation, multiple-time state champion, breaking records and doing crazy things and going off, and she's going to be jumping at TCU at the next level. Uh, Keona is, you know, I said this at the first meet of the season that I watched, which was, um, I was I was joking with a photographer for the Home of Courier, and he was asking me, hey, when, you know, when's the little girl from Central Lafouche jump? You know, which one is she? He didn't know which one she was. I said, buddy, whenever you see her jump, you're going to know. It's like, you know, what do you mean? Like, what do you, like he thought I was being, a, you know, a smart aleck. Like, buddy, when you see it, you're going to know. Then she comes, she's running, and she jumps, and he's like, all right, I got you, bro. And what I meant by that is, you know, everybody else is jumping in the middle of the pit. She's jumping out of the pit. So you know it when you see it. And she had an amazing career, and we, we wish her nothing but the best of luck as she goes on to TCU to finish not finish, you know, to begin her collegiate career, we know that it's going to be very, very successful. So those are our five. Hodson, Wilson, Lawson, Lazard, Gabriel. Those are our five. Central Lafouche, Mount Rushmore. If I missed anybody, please let me know. There were some for South Lafouche, and I'm looking back, and I'm hearing Taylor yesterday also on the radio saying, man, you should have did this, should that. Maybe you guys are right. Maybe you guys got some arguments, but we're doing this to spark debate. It's a great, healthy thing when we're all talking about our wonderful high school athletic history. It's play-by-play. When we get back, we're going to Darian Jenkins. She'll talk with us about her team. Now she'll talk with us about today's big day as Savannah Dominic is signing to go off to the next level. It's play-by-play on KLEB. We'll be right back after this. Make this the summer event at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right ones should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram truck or van at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Yep, it's that time of year, Blue Boot Rodeo, July 7, 8, and 9 in Grand Isle, Louisiana. This rodeo is to promote water safety and drowning prevention. This year's activities for the rodeo on Friday, we have DJ Frozen. We also have a cornhole tournament, followed by Sharks in December. Saturday, we have Bingo and Mimosas, DJ Frozen again. Rough and Ready, we have our awards, a live auction, 
And closing it out, we have Junior Lacrosse from 8 to 11. That's the Blue Boot Rodeo coming this July 7th, 8th, and 9th in Grand Isle, Louisiana. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at DufresneLumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the do-friend difference. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional, serving Lafouche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. Today is a very special day for South Lafouche High School girls basketball. They'll be sending one of their own off to the next level. Savannah Dominique will be signing a national letter of intent to continue her athletic playing career at the next level. And we have the Lady Tarpon girls basketball coach, Coach Darian Jenkins, on the line now. Coach D, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Casey. I'm doing good. Wonderful. It is a big day. I know you guys are awfully proud as you're sending one of your own off to the next level. Uh, Savannah is going to play Carl Sandburg College in Galesburg, Illinois. I know that's got to make you awfully happy to see one of your own get the opportunity to play beyond being a Lady Tarpon. Oh, definitely. We are so proud of Savannah all the way around. Um, I only had one year with her at South, but just seeing the determination and the hard work she put in, um, it just brings me great excitement and our other coaches as well, as well as the girls on the team. We're all so happy for her. And we can't wait to see how she does at the next level. Very good. So talk about your summer. Um, you guys stayed busy, played a bunch of basketball, and got you know some younger players some experience. And I got to tell you, I only got a chance to see you all play once over the summer, but I was impressed. You know, it's some new players and some new roles, but the kids looked confident. They looked like they were having fun. And, and you know, I left the gym thinking, hey, you know what? Lady Tarpons is still going to be pretty doggone good. Yeah, Um we are definitely rebuilding this year. I mean, we did lose a good bit of seniors last year, so we do have a lot of young girls on the team, like you said. But uh, we did have some struggles this summer. We have four girls out currently with injuries. And of those four, one of them is our Ellie Lorraine. She hurt her foot uh, our third game during this summer season against Terrebonne. Uh, she came down wrong right before halftime. She had went up through the middle of the lane and came down wrong on her foot. So, yeah, she's out for six weeks. Um, but she'll be back in time for whenever the season actually starts, which is good, along with the other three girls. We had two freshmen and then another girl that was on our team last year, Lainey Alario, had hurt her foot at the beginning during uh, one of our practices. So, yeah, we kind of struggled with that a little bit. But, I mean, all the way around we had some younger girls step up, which really made me super excited to see that they're not intimidated by – older girls that are on varsity when they're just freshmen. So that made me super excited, and I just love to see the amount of hustle that these girls – sorry, I'm sorry uh, – the amount of hustle that these girls have been given. Yeah, very good. And, look, I mean, you never want to see anybody get injured and you never want to be shorthanded or whatever it may be. But 
the reality of it is this, you know, it's the summer and the games don't count in terms of your positioning next year. Is it almost in a small way, like a little bit of a positive that, hey, you're able to see what these other girls have in live fire and you're able to get them those experience and those reps? Because look, you and I know Ellie Lorraine's going to come back. She's going to be a, an all-district player. She's an excellent player. You know what you got in her. But maybe some of those other girls needed the time a little bit more. Yeah, I agree. And for Ellie to be out, it kind of like opened a lot of the girls' eyes like to let them know we can't just rely on one or two or three people on the court at a time. Like We're a team. And like I told the girls from the get-go, um, we're going to have to work as a team to do well this season. I mean, we, can't, we don't have as many uh, seniors as we had last year to like rely on. So it really did open a lot of those younger, younger girls eyes to see like, Hey, it's not just Ellie or it's not just Gabby or it's not just these girls that have been playing that are putting in the work. Like I I can see a lot of more confidence in these girls that they've stepped up knowing that Ellie wasn't there. And it's just amazing to see that it just opened their eyes to let them know that they can rely on more people than just the main two girls that they were always focusing on. So that made me really happy and it really let the girls know that they can do it, too. It's not just one or two girls on the team. So what are your numbers in the program right now? How many kids do you have? I know at times, you know, it's been fluctuating. It's been up and down. Some years, you know, back in the day, there was a varsity team, a JV team, a freshman team. Then there were some years where there was just a varsity team because, you know, you just had to make do with what you had. What are the numbers like? And are you guys going to be able to, you know, field multiple teams and junior varsity and freshmen and all that this upcoming year? Yeah, um, we're actually going to be able to have three teams this year, which is really exciting because um, they haven't had that in a while. We actually have 10 freshmen on the roster, so that's enough to make a freshman team. Um, of all those freshmen, they'll also be playing JV. So for JV, we probably have about 15 girls because the 10 freshmen, and then we have a few upperclassmen that's going to play both JV and varsity. So altogether, I want to say we have like 26 girls. But, I mean, it definitely is enough to make a freshman JV and varsity team, which is super exciting for the program. Um, me and Coach Elizabeth are very happy, and we are definitely looking forward to the future. Wonderful. And, and you know, what that does, and it leads to the next question, is, you know, if you only got eight or nine girls, you know, yeah, you could go and you could play varsity and you could do great or whatever, but you can't really, like, scrimmage during practice and it becomes, like, you really can't get in any foul trouble or anything like that. With 20-plus kids in the program, there's going to be more competition. And I think that, you know, the old saying, iron sharpens iron, everybody's going to be better because of it. Oh, I agree. Um, because back in the day, I remember when I was at school, like we had strictly just freshman practices. So these freshman girls never even got to experience what it would be like playing at the next level. And having these girls, I practice them, I practice all of them together because in my eyes as a coach, it doesn't matter what class you in I don't care if you're a freshman or a senior it's who's putting out the effort and who's hustling and who wants to win that's the girls that are going to be on the court so just letting those younger girls see what it's like to be at that varsity level and playing against those um, varsity girls and the faster pace of the game it really prepares them earlier which is great because I mean the more um, time they have with that the easier it'll be for them to just transform whenever they go to the next level. So what does July look like for you all? I know on the boys' basketball side, it's kind of quiet. Football's kind of quiet, maybe doing a little bit of weights and conditioning. What are you all doing in July to, to polish things up and get ready? Um, I'm actually just leaving practice. We're pretty much doing uh, two to three practices a week, just like conditioning-wise. And then our girls also have been doing workouts with um, Coach Bryce. 
from the football program. So he's been working them in the weight room, which is really great. Um, but all the way around, I mean, we're just working as a team. Our whole school works together, and we're just keeping those kids active and making sure they don't get too much uh, resting time. So we're keeping them on their feet and definitely working every day. I know that you got to be awfully excited at the fact that in the prospect of maybe having home games this upcoming season. I talked to Keegan over at LCO, and he said that the roof's going up over there, which they tell me you guys are next, which means that we might be on schedule to maybe sneak a few home games in this upcoming year. You never have had a chance to experience that as the head coach. I know that that's something you got to be so very much so looking forward to. Oh, yes. I'm super excited. I don't want to get my hopes up too much because I don't want to get too excited and then it not happen. But um, they've been working really quickly on LCO because I've seen it from my own eyes. So that's exciting. And to know that we're next, it just really makes me super excited for the season to get here. And I just hope and pray that we really will have a home game in our own gym. It would be great. Coach, one of the things that uh, you know is so great about the program here is that there are so many kids on this bayou that play basketball. And I was talking with the girls coach over at Central Foos, Coach Tora, and she was saying, you know, hey, we've got to build that back up here because you know, you know, Raceland Biddy and Lockport Biddy, like they don't even have girl all-star teams in some age groups because the kids just aren't playing. That's not a problem that you all have here because they are, you know, the girls are playing young and they're playing year round. And I think that that spills off whenever to the high school level when you get them. That's a big, big luxury that the Lady Tarpon basketball program has. Oh, it is. And just to see all these girls not give up, it kind of brings me back to when we were in school. I mean, we always had a freshman JV and varsity. So it's great to see that we're continuing on with that and that just a short amount of distance up the road that they're struggling with it. That really breaks my heart, but I mean, hopefully um, Central can get like we are because we really do have a great turnout every year, and I mean, just the love of the game these girls have, it just makes it even better for me as a coach. So just seeing that love and that hustle that the girls are given from when they're five and six years old throughout high school is just what we hope for every year. Coach, just one round of district play this upcoming year, so that'll mean you know, one matchup with all the different district opponents. What are your thoughts about that? Or were you in favor? Were you not in favor? And you know, what are some of the things that that's going to do to your schedule? Um, I was actually against it. I wanted two rounds. I just like having two rounds. I mean, um, some people just have a bad game sometimes, and you always want that redemption round, you know? But, I mean, overall, they outvoted us, and we have one round, so we're just going to run with it. It's going to be fine. Everything's going to work out. And, I mean, our pre-district uh, lineup is really good. We have a lot of teams that we're going to play against. We're going to have a lot of strong opponents that we're going up against. So I think it's just going to make our girls tougher and more ready for that uh, one round of district when it gets here. So are you all going to play anybody twice, like just in a non-district game? Like did you call Ellender or Vanderbilt and say, hey, do you guys want to play twice? Will you be doing that with anybody in the district? Um, we actually haven't even talked about it yet, but I mean, I would definitely be open to it if they are, just to let the girls see what it's like. I mean, we played them during the summer, but again, like for Vanderbilt, Michaela was still out. Um, like I said, we had Ellie out, so a lot of our girls are not 100% healthy, which they will be hopefully whenever the actual season starts. So we probably will get in contact soon and come up with another date that we'll be able to play them twice. Real good. Um, Coach, before we let you go again, uh, Savannah signing at the next level. She was a, a player that, you know, sacrificing her body, taking charges, you know, doing some dirty work down low, getting rebounds, hustling. Uh, the, the next level is getting a player that's going to be willing to sacrifice herself for the team, and I know coaches love that. Oh, for sure. 
And I mean, um, from when I got the job, Savannah had voiced to me that she would love to play at the next level. So I did whatever I had to do to get her there. And I mean, she's been putting in the work, so she knows what it's like. I mean, I told her my experience when I had played at the college level for a little while. And I let her know, like, it's going to be tough, but you just got to push it out. And I know that she will stick it out. She's a strong player. She definitely sacrifices her body. That was one thing that the coach from um, her college mentioned when I sent him her highlight tape, that she's not scared to take a charge. And it's hard to find girls nowadays that's so willing to take a charge at any moment of the game. And she does. And another thing that um, is really great about Savannah is that even if something doesn't go her way during a game, she never, like, dwells on it. She always moves on to the next play and makes up for any mistake that she had made before. And that's really something awesome that any coach would love to have. So I'm excited to see what the future holds for her. Very good. Well, look, Coach, we thank you so much for the time. And we're going to wrap up a little bit early today so that I can head out that way. I'll see you in about, oh, 35 minutes or so. Sounds good. See you then. All right, that is Coach Darian Jenkins with South Lafouche High School doing a wonderful job. We congratulate Savannah and wish her nothing but the best in the future. Let's catch a break when we get back. Shane Trostler, Thibodeau High School Baseball. The Tigers had a busy baseball summer, as all the teams in our area did, and we'll talk with Shane about that in the next segment of the show here on KLEB. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. Dufresne Building Materials is inviting you to our 7th Annual Fishing Rodeo, Friday, August 19th, and Saturday, August 20th, in the same spot as always, Bridgeside Marina in Grand Isle. Scales will open Friday with a cornhole tournament at 6 p.m. Saturday's festivities include minnow races for the kids, auctions, door prizes, and more, and we'll have gator coolers for first, second, and third place in each category. This year's benefactors are the Center in Cutoff and Bridge to Independence at Nickel State University. Check out our Facebook page for more details. See y'all there. Energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafouche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette. Plus, the river parishes too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply. 985-223-8807. Highway 311 in Homa. As a leader in the oil and gas industry, Joe's Septic Contractors caters to oil field clients offering vacuum truck service for offshore tanks, vessels, or treatment plants containing sewage or gray water. Their rental department offers state-of-the-art offshore portable toilets, also holding tank rentals and portable hand-washing stations. Call Joe's Septic Contractors 24-7-985-632-5592. In cutoff, Thibodeau, Fushaw, Abbeville, and Reserve, or visit their website at joesseptic at viscom.net. You know weather bug users when you see them. The umbrellas before the storm. The scarves before the blizzard. The flip-flops before the heat wave. The prepared few. Well, not so few. Over 10 million people use the WeatherBug app for hyper-local weather reports and real-time updates that prepare you for whatever happens next. With more free map layers than any other weather app, WeatherBug sees the unforeseen to protect you from the unpredictable. Download the WeatherBug app today for free. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274 DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow.
Welcome back to Play by Play here on KLEB. We thank Coach Darian Jenkins for her time in the last segment of the show. Now we go back to the phone lines and we have our old buddy Shane Trosclair of Thibodeau High School Baseball on the line. Coach Trosclair, good afternoon. How are you, man? Hey, good afternoon, Casey. How you doing? We're doing fine, bro. It is a uh, little bit more of a quieter time in terms of baseball. You guys, you know, play the busy Swampland June schedule in July. Kind of slacks off a little bit. What all you are? What all are you guys doing in July to? You know, stay fresh. Are you doing any conditioning or lifting, or what? Are, what does July look like for Thibodeau baseball? Yes, we got a bunch of kids still playing ball on the weekends uh, with the Hogs and with United and with uh, the Knights Nation, which is Louisiana Knights. So we uh, we still got kids grinding out. We got a lot of kids lifting weights in the morning that play baseball, football. Um, so we we staying busy for sure. Tell us about you know the luxury that it is to have all of those different programs to where they could not only go play and stay short, but, you know, play the right way and play at a high level. And, you know, man, it's a blessing. You know, Coach Joe talks all the time about how awesome it is to see all the kids come together and play together. And there are several other programs around the area as well. It's got to be something that ends up spilling over and doing positive things for the high schools too, huh? Yeah, I mean, the more reps you get in baseball, the better you get. It makes you a little tougher when you play tougher competition. Another plus side is you get to play with some some really talented kids and you get to see their work ethic and what they put into it and then take some of that and put it into your own. You know, if you're not working hard enough and you see a kid who, who's, who's outworking you, then you go tend to follow and try to outwork that kid. So it, it definitely develops some good habits and, and, and some camaraderie around, um, around our area. You told us at the beginning of the summer, you said, hey, look, man, we want to go and play and compete and learn how to play the right way, but – we're not going to throw our top arms a whole lot, and you know we're going to play some younger kids. Were you satisfied with the work that you all got in? Because I got to tell you, man, just about every time I was opening up Facebook, I was seeing Shane post, you know, hey, the Tigers got another win today, so you guys won some ball games. Were you happy with the way your summer went? Our summer went really well. Um, we were able to develop more depth, especially on the mound, um, and we didn't use our top arms at all. A couple of them pitching with the Hawks for the summer. Um, but we had some younger guys step up and, and did really well. Uh, we, we returned a lot of our kids, but every now and then I didn't play some of my starters so those young guys can get some development in, and they stepped up to the plate. And that was our goal this summer was to develop depth all over our roster, and I think we did. Well, you refined your coaching staff a little bit, got a couple of guys in or got at least one guy in. Uh, I know that you were super excited about that and you know got things together over the summer. How did that work with the new staff in place? Yeah, so he, he was able to uh, – Scott was able to come a couple of times. He still uh, has his full-time job until July 28th. They asked to finish up for, for Pelican Home Builders. So um, he was still doing that route. And, and uh, he was still had a, a commitment to uh, Louisiana Baseball Academy, LBA. And he had a little 12-year-old team he was working with. So uh, he, he was trying to bounce back and forth. Um, so that went really well when he was there. You know, and Greg Nakan, Jay Carlos, and Brody Files, and those guys busted their butt all summer for me. I missed uh, the second half of our season. I was on the road for 20 straight days with the Louisiana Knights out in Nashville and Atlanta. So uh, those guys stepped up and did really well for our kids. Very good. Coach, what are some things as you leave the summer and now head into the new school year, what are some things that you're saying to yourself, all right, before next you know, winter or spring, whenever we start back, we've got to get better at these things. What are some of those things? Yeah, we got to get stronger in the weight room. Um we got to be able to do that, and we got to be able to stay healthy during football season. We got a lot of kids that play football. 
that uh, that also play for me and, and actually play in our lineup. So we got to be able to compete and do those things, and we got to be able to make sure that we keep our studies up and our academics high, and and continue to uh, improve in those areas. But definitely, number one goals just get stronger in that weight room. So let's ask you to kind of you know dwarf or not dwarf become a football coach. You are a football coach. Uh, be, become a football coach for a second. Uh, Chris is awfully excited. I had him on yesterday, and he's telling me, hey, man, I like our offense a lot. I think we're good at the line of scrimmage. Defensively, you know, we were strong. We got a lot back. It's shaping up to be a year where those Tigers could be pretty mean and nasty and feisty on the football gridiron. I'm going into my 22nd year of uh, coaching football. I took one year off. So uh, this is my fifth year, my fifth season coaching football for Chris. Um, uh, he gave me a, you know, every year it seems like I get a bigger role. So I, I'm, I'm embedded in that offense with him, and, and I'm kind of like his little Dr. Phil on the side, having that head coaching experience when he gets a little aggravated and he'll shoot me text messages throughout the day. And we bounce ideas back and forth off each other. You know, he's one of my good friends. But we, uh, we're excited about it. A lot of these kids, it's, it's going to be their third year starting in our offense. we got some athletes all over the field, and, um, it's a good group of kids who get along well together. And I think that's something that we, we've been missing in the past is, uh, is we got like one unit, you know, one, one good, good group of kids who, who love each other and will play hard for each other. And I noticed that yesterday when I hang out with our defense in the weight room. And uh, I'm not around those guys a lot, but just seeing the, the camaraderie they had in there, it, it got me excited. So, you know, one thing about your, your team is that, man, it's going to be a very difficult schedule. Chris is going to have you guys challenged every single Friday night, beginning with Lutcher, and then, you know, your district is your district. That's always going to be tough, and you're playing St. James and E.D. White and whatever it may be. You guys are going to be tested, and I know there's going to be a lot of memorable Friday nights. I know you guys got to be looking forward to that year. Man, the schedule's stupid hard this year, um, but we believe in our group of kids and our coaches, so look forward to going and compete. We get to open up against one of my best friends, Dwayne Jenkins and Lutcher, um, you know, week one. Then we get to play BJ in week two and those guys always play hard. And then week three, I think we go to St. James, I believe it is, you know, and we get to go over there. It's always difficult to play in Bag Bashery. Um, week four, we host East St. John. There's just talent all over that school. And then week five, we get to play our friends over at Edie White at their place. So, Definitely the first five weeks before we get to the Hanvilles, the Terra Bones, the Desterhands, and HL Bourgeois and Central Fushas of the world. Definitely going to be a challenging schedule. But if you want to, you know, play in the playoffs in five eight, you got to play those those dudes every Friday night. So we look forward to it. I'm actually looking forward to it. Um, three of those schools are where I, I started my career at. You know, I started my career at St. James High School. Then I moved over to Lutcher High. And then, you know, obviously we be white. So I look forward to, to going back to St. James and going back to, to E.D. White for the first time in, what is it, five years. That It's going to be a good little time going to do that. So tell us about um, your baseball schedule this past season, man. You guys, short of playing the Yankees and the Dodgers, you played just about everybody else, man. You had a very, very tough year. Are you going to schedule as tough this upcoming season, or is it going to be a situation where maybe you lighten up a little bit? We'll be lighting up a little bit due to the fact that we have to, we cut our season a week short because the playoffs are going the best two out of three in the first round now. So we only play in one round of district. Um, we we lost we lost the games with Santa Monica, we lost the games with the St. Charles Catholic because of it. Well, we're still going to open up in the Marucci um, Marucci tournament with Catholic High out in Baton Rouge, and 
we're going to go to the Vanderbilt tournament and play and play the state champs. Yeah, so the first two weekends are state champs and state champs. You know, uh, in between that we got South Terrebonne state champs. So it's not like it's going to be the easiest of the easy, but there's going to be some really really good games going on at the beginning of the year. We'll open up with Bruley, one of my best friends in life, Mike Forbes over there at Bruley, and they're, they're, I think they won the state tournament last year in the quarterfinals. So it's definitely going to be something to to go get. Um, Pope John Pauls will come in for week three, and, and they're a good team last year. I think they were in the quarterfinals. Um, Tiger Cardinal Class is always a good one. And, and we got some, some midweek games, you know, with, with playoff teams. So definitely one that's not going to be uh, an easy schedule. I, I wouldn't say it's going to be as hard as it was last year, but it's, it's a well-balanced schedule. Very good. Shane, tell me about this, man. There's all this mumbo-jumbo going on with the association, and you got, you know, magnet schools charter schools open enrollment everybody's you know shuffling around we chris was telling me yesterday they're not going to vote on any of these appeals and you know you know finalize the size of the football brackets until the season actually starts which i think is a mess but all this you know going on what are your thoughts as you're seeing this all unfold because a 5a is going to look much different if, if things go the way that they're planned to go and then, B, there are going to be a whole lot more schools who are going to be at unrest and are not going to be happy, and I think that it's going to lead ultimately to some really significant changes in the future. What are your thoughts as you're seeing all the politics around the association swirling around? First off, they're messing with kids. I mean, if it's about if it's about our players and our student-athletes, it should be about them. And when you get uh, adults messing with kids, it's just, it's just stupid. Um you know, open enrollment is open enrollment. I coach in the private school and I coach in the public school. Either way, I want to play the best the best schools out there. I don't care where they get their kids from. For for a five A baseball, I'm not gonna lie. I looked at it. You know, uh, I, I am where my feet are, and I'm, an, I'm a five A public school baseball coach, football coach. So when I look at the the um, the, the schools that switched over from non select to select because of this new rule, you're looking at eight baseball 5A playoff teams that will not be in a non-select bracket next year that were there last year. So that definitely would give us a chance to bounce into the 5A playoffs, and that's ultimately our goal. I mean, we, cause I haven't been there but twice since 2011. But it's just messing with messing with kids. And, and we try not to – I know I don't. I don't let my kids know what's going on. I want them just to focus on their game and having fun with their friends, you know. Um, and then whenever the chips fall, it may, but it's so unorganized right now. You're hoping that when the school starts in three or four weeks, you would, you would hope that adults would come together and organize this thing a little bit better because it's just a mess. So, you know, every day we pray about it and just, just for the leaders to, to lead and not make things messy. I agree. That's very well said, man. Like what, and, and, you know, here, here are my thoughts and, you know, Maybe you agree, maybe you disagree. Either way, you know, it is what it is. I still respect your brother. But why why can't we just enforce the rules that are in play instead of making these blanket rules, you know, and we got to kick all the teams that are a certain way out? And Like, for instance, Grand Isle is now going to be a select school. Shane, you and I both know Grand Isle's not getting anybody that doesn't live on the island. Like, it's ridiculous, man. Like, what, just enforce the rules and penalize the people who are breaking them. Absolutely, they got they got people breaking rules all over the dang place, and you hide it. I mean, I can go on and on about things I know in my area. You know, and when I say my area, I'm saying the tri parish. You know, I got we got a kid um, 
really good football player in the tri parish that lives down my street that didn't that didn't go to E D White or Tibble High. You know, and it's like, all right, so when are when are they gonna enforce things that, that I'm seeing all over the place, you know? So you're right, is when our leader in, in the L H S A A uh Bonine has all these things and he wants to be hard in the media and say, you know, I'm gonna do we gonna stop this and stop that. Well stop it. Don't just say it like lead. You're the leader. You know, lead by example. So it's the principals association, it's adults trying to butt heads and I I just got out of a family vacation and we had thirty people in one house out in Gulf Shores. You're gonna have thirty different opinions. You know, and now in five A you have sixty four schools, you have sixty four different opinions. Just figure it out for the kids so they can have a normal a normal season and let them go play, you know. Yeah. Definitely. If you're going to put a rule into effect, just like the law, the law is 55 mile power, you better go 55. Don't have a blanket over it, you know. We don't have exceptions. Enforce it. And what are we teaching these kids and, 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 and that, well, we're breaking these laws, we're breaking these rules, so when they get into life in the real world, they're going to, they're going to do what they learn. They're not going to follow it because it didn't matter to them. Very, very well said, brother. Look, man, we thank you so much for the time. We'll chat again soon. Uh, you take care of yourself, okay, man? Thank you, Casey. Appreciate you, everything you do for our high school programs in our area. We look forward to seeing you soon, and, and go Tigers. Yes, sir. That is Shane Trosclair doing a wonderful job, as always. Great, great stuff about all the LHSA stuff. I know that you guys probably are tired of like me asking every single coach about that stuff, right? But – you know, it's a situation where, like, they all have a different perspective and they all have a different answer. I had never talked with Shane about that before. It was awesome to hear him say, you know, hey, man, like, they're messing with the kids here. You know, you know, we can't, you know, make exceptions to the rules. And, like, giving great points and great information, that's why we ask is because, you know, they're the adults in the room, right? They're the ones that are guiding our youth, and they've got great perspectives and, and perspectives that, quite frankly, I think should be listened to more often than what they are by the association, which I think has become a little bit disconnected from the schools with which it serves. Let's catch a break here. Again, this is going to be our final break. We're wrapping up after this. We're going to South Lafouche High School at around 1230 for the scholarship signing on campus. One more segment of the show. I'll get you some betting picks, and we'll talk about some things going on in the world of sports on KLEB. Make this the summer event at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right ones should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram truck or van at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Some people just have a knack for being there when you need them the most. Like your third grade classmate who sticks up for you against that bully. The neighbor who gives you a jump start. And the friend who chases away that flock of geese at your outdoor wedding. Your state farm agent has your back too. Through good times and the not so good. And who's got your agents back? State Farm, the company people have trusted for more than 90 years. We're here to help life go right. Call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios and cut off today at 985-632-0988. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? 
Come see us at DoFriendLumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the do-friend difference. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear. Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic organic ingredients safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control. Safe, effective, guaranteed. Yep, it's that time of year. Blue Boot Rodeo, July 7, 8, and night in Grand Isle, Louisiana. This rodeo is to promote water safety and drowning prevention. This year's fishing rodeo, we also have adult, kids, kayak, and we added the offshore division. Proceeds from this rodeo go to swimming lessons, life rings on the Grand Isle Beach, scholarships, and bringing awareness to water safety. There will be plenty of food, drinks, activities for the kids, and the whole family. That's the Blue Boot Rodeo, coming this July 7th, 8th, and 9th in Grand Isle, Louisiana. Looking to achieve a healthier lifestyle but have little time? The Terrebonne General Executive Health Program can improve your overall health for a lifetime in one visit. With little to no waiting, you get a whole year of wellness in one convenient location. Our preventative screenings increase your well-being by providing early detection against illness. With exceptional VIP service, you leave with a plan in hand to achieve a healthier lifestyle tailored for you. Call the Terrebonne General Executive Health Team at 985-850-6204 today. Welcome back to Play by Play here on KLEB. We thank Shane Trostler for the time. We thank Darian Jenkins for the time. It's been a good little condensed show here today, a little one-hour program of Play by Play. Let's thank our sponsors for allowing us to be here. The Blue Boot Rodeo, the 2022 Blue Boot Rodeo, will be held July 7th through 9th. So that's today through Saturday at the Grand Isle Marina, located at 158 Sand Dollar Court at the Tarpon Pavilion. How about Southland Dodge and Homa? Industrial power systems for all your engine and generator needs because power is our middle name. Do friend building materials got you covered for all your roofing needs. Buzz off the only all natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. Golden Motors where price is priority proudly supporting South Lafouche athletics and community youth sports organizations. Reminder, join us Saturday mornings, 10 o'clock to noon for the sports corner presented by Terrebonne general health system with Stan Gravois and myself for the latest in local high school, college, and professional sports from your local sports experts, sponsored by State Bank and Trust Company. So we thank all of our sponsors. Can't wait for Saturday's Sports Corner. And we've got one more segment to fill with you all today. First, our three betting picks. The first one I got for you, <clears throat> probably a little bit predictable, right? I like the Dodgers to win and cover the run line today against the Chicago Cubs. Um, Tony Gonsolin is on the mound for Los Angeles. He is 10-0, maybe a favorite to win the Cy Young in the National League. 10-0 with a 1.54 ERA at that. He's been outstanding. Facing the Cubs, who are throwing Mark Leiter Jr. Mark Leiter Jr. has been kicked around a little bit. He's got an ERA of 4.85. I think at home the Dodgers are going to hit him and hit him hard, and I think that the Dodgers are going to win and carry that line today. 
also in the MLB. I'm going all the favorites today. I like the Astros for the same bet to win and cover the run line against the Royals. If you want to get a little extra cheese on your whoppers, JR would say in wrestling, maybe even take them to cover two and a half runs against the Royals. Justin Verlander's throwing for Houston. He's 10 and 3, 2.03 ERA facing Chris Bubik of the Royals, who's not any good. He's got a 7.06 ERA, a 1.87 whip. The Astros, I think, are going to beat the hell out of the Royals today with Verlander on the mound facing kind of a, a meat wagon in Bubik, a guy that gets hit up pretty hard, throws a lot of meatballs, hence the nickname Meat Wagon. I think Houston's going to win decisively today. One more. Which one are we going to give you today? Um... Let's do this one. I like over nine runs today for the Braves and the Cardinals. Braves are throwing Spencer Strider. Strider has been kind of hit or miss this year. When he's on, he's really on. When he's off, he's really off. Um, I got a feeling the Cardinals are going to be kind of antsy today to hit Strider because they've been getting their butts kicked the last two, three games of this series. The Braves beat them 6-3, 7-1, and 3 nothing. The games have not been all that competitive. Atlanta has lined up and has mowed them down. I think today the Cardinals are going to get Strider a little bit. But on the opposite end of that, I think the Braves are going to hit Matthew Libertor, who's the, the starter for St. Louis today. He's got a 5.66 ERA and a whip near two, 1.79 whip. That's not any good. If you put brave guys on base, you know, walk guys, and give up a bunch of hits, somebody in that Atlanta lineup is going to eventually hit a three-run home run and, and drive that run total up. So I like Atlanta and St. Louis to go over seven today. I think both teams are going to get a little offense in Atlanta where the ball just jumps out of that park, man. It's crazy. The ball jumps out over there in that stadium. So we thank everybody for listening. It's been a wonderful show today. Uh, But before we get out of here, we're going to go through the headlines real quick and see that um, Brittany Griner has pled guilty today in rushing court to drug charges. She is now going to be facing a possible 10-year prison sentence for pleading guilty to bringing hash oil into Russia. She told the Russian judge that she inadvertently did so and asked for mercy. I've given you my thoughts on Griner here. I think that this whole thing has gotten um, way out of proportion in terms of where it needs to be. There are a lot of folks that are whining and complaining and crying and, oh, you know, this is wrong. This wouldn't be happening if she was this person or that person. The facts remain the facts. She broke Russian law in a place where they're not tolerant towards their laws being broken in terms of illegal narcotics. And then while, yes, I do agree, if she were LeBron James and not Brittany Griner, this would have all gone away by now. But the people who are saying that have to also realize and understand if she were not Brittany Griner and she were Joe Schmo from Toledo, Ohio, she wouldn't even be getting the opportunity for trial. and She would have already been just thrown in the jail and locked up and the key would have been thrown away. So you feel terrible about what happened, but I think that folks also have to understand that Griner is responsible for this taking place. It was she who broke the law at a place that she didn't understand the consequences of the law, or maybe if she did understand, just didn't respect the consequences of the law. Now very curious and interested to see how this is going to go. She said, and I quote, I'd like to plead guilty, Your Honor. There was no intent. I didn't want to break the law. That Her statement was then translated into Russian for the court, and she awaits sentencing for the, you know, the, the incident there. Rafael Nadal, who's awaiting a semifinal matchup at Wimbledon, practice today and is trying to give it a go tomorrow 
against uh, Kyrgos in the semifinals. Nadal fa- uh, played a five-set match yesterday and used a whole lot of energy and then also appeared to have injured his abdomen pretty severely in the match yesterday against Taylor Fritz. Um, <laughs> he was laboring heavily. He was in a lot of pain, and he said after the match he didn't know that he would be able to give it a go. He practiced today. He apparently has a slight tear in the abdomen, but he's going to try his darndest to give it a go. Rafael Nadal, y'all, is is ridiculous. Like The dude is now, let's see, 36 years old, and he gets better as he gets older. He's 30-3 and three this year. 30-3. and three. He's already won a major championship earlier this season. <clears throat> um, he's won more major championships than anybody in the history of the sport. Uh, then he won the French earlier this year. He's in the semis at Wimbledon. Ultimately, I don't know that he's going to be able to pull it off. He also won the Australian earlier this year, so he's won two major championships in the semis for another one. Um, if he finds a way to get this done with the injury and pulls it out and wins Wimbledon and wins the first three majors of the year, at age 36, that would be one of the more amazing feats that we have ever seen in the sport, man. Like, there, it's not like, you know, sometimes in tennis there are down eras, right, where there's one great player and everybody else is chasing the tail and no one could ever get there. This is not this era of tennis. Nadal, Djokovic, Federer, those are the three leading major championship winners ever. And they're all, well, Federer's not in this event and he hasn't been playing lately, but by and large, they've all been competing against one another. And the fact that those guys have run such a monopoly on the sport is incredible. It's incredible the work that Rafael Nadal has done. One more, and then we'll get out of here. Chet Holmgren for Oklahoma City yesterday. Um, you know, Holmgren had a huge, uh, a huge opening game of NBA Summer League, right? He was scoring 20-plus points and was going crazy and was dominating and whatever it may be. Had a little bit of a snap back to reality moment last night. He did have 11 points and 12 rebounds, but he got bullied by Kenny Lofton uh, Jr. of the Memphis Grizzlies. Um, Lofton was just banging him down low, pushing him under the basket, and just bullying him. 19 points for Lofton in the game, 11 for Holmgren. This is going to be the concern for Holmgren in the NBA because if he can't keep Kenny Lofton from throwing him under the under the rim, what's he going to do? When it's Zion Williamson, what's he going to do when it's, you know, whoever, anybody really, because there's so everybody in the NBA pretty much got more upper body strength than he does. How's he going to overcome that difference? And can he, early in his career at least, can he score enough points to offset the points that he's going to allow at the other end? That's the challenge that remains to be seen. Thanks to everybody for listening. I got to get out of here. I got to go to South Lafouche High School. We'll be back tomorrow. We're going to have a normal time show tomorrow. It'll be 1130 to, to 1, just as always. Casey, just go wrapping up. Have a wonderful rest of the day. May God bless you and your families. We'll be back tomorrow. You've been listening to Play by Play on KLEB. Have a great day, everybody. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. 